lost Eddie Van Halen yesterday. Long battle with cancer. Um, 65 years old. Matt Pinfield is on the phone with us. Uh, you know him from uh, 120 Minutes. Uh, he's got a great book just talking about uh, music and growing up being an enthusiast uh, for all music. It's called All These Things That I've Done, My Insane Improbable Rock Life. Uh, the book is awesome, especially if you love music the way we do. Uh, and Matt is awesome, and uh, we appreciate him coming on the show. Hi, Matt. Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you? Well, we're all right. We're all right. It's a tough day. It's a day everybody, I guess, knew would come, but um, it's still not. You're never ready, are you? No, we're not. You know, and it was uh, when I got the news yesterday. Uh, I mean, I, I was in touch with last night. I was on a Zoom call with a bunch of his Eddie's friends, like Mike Hines from Allison Chains and. Um, you know, comedian Craig Gass, who lived in Eddie's house for a while, lived with Eddie. Oh, yeah. Um, and we were literally having, you know, conversations and telling Eddie stories. Oh. Um, it was, you know, it, it, Eddie was a great guy. He was always such a generous, kind, cool guy. I mean, I know there were, like, battles within the band over the years, but I will say that every, you know, every time that I did something with Eddie, he was amazing. Uh, I love the guy. And uh, I've got some great stories. You know, it's... Uh, you know, I shot, I did a, a show called Matt Rock, which is basically Headbangers Ball with a new name <laughs> that I'd done for a couple of years. Um, and they decided they wanted to call it Matt Rock. They thought it was funny, like Matt Lock. So right, like I right. Said, okay, cool, whatever you want to call it at MTV. So we did a whole episode of 5150 at Eddie's studio. And I know you guys call him up sometimes, and uh, <laughs> you used to talk to him and had the studio line. And... Uh, one of my favorite stories that I've been telling people for years, and I was even Craig Gass, the comedian who lived in Eddie's guest house for a while. Eddie invited him there because he was going through a rough breakup. And um, <laughs> he didn't even know this story. And I was telling the Alice in Chains guys last night, too, that, that um, Eddie, in the bathroom, I went and I sat, I was in the, ba- the bathroom that's in between the actual studio and the lounge at 5150. And I sat down on the toilet, and I looked at the toilet paper dispenser, and right under it is a quarter-inch jack. And for your listeners who don't know what that means, it's like the plug that goes into a, a guitar amp, but also like a plug for a microphone or something that would go into a board yeah. uh, to record or an amp head. And so I come out of the bathroom, and I go, hey, Eddie, man. I see you got a quarter-inch jack under the toilet paper dispenser. I go, do you riff on the, on the bowl? And he goes, of course. <laughs> so, yeah. Of course. He's wondering why you asked him. Of course. <laughs> I, had a hard time in the, I had a hard time in the bathroom, but I've never required a, a, a microphone jack or a, a guitar jack in order to work things out. But that's you. <laughs> Yes, the mic guess is he was running tape, you know, like sometimes just sitting in there riffing. Maybe one of, a couple of those songs came out, come out of there. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> well, you mentioned that uh, w- what a kind person he was, and yeah, we used to call him, and he used to start out by saying, "By saying you got the wrong effing number, buddy." Come like, come on, and then he would just talk to us, and it would end up that we, dude, we gotta go. We're on the air. We gotta let you. No, hang on, one more story, one more story, real quick, oh. real quick. So when he and Dwyer talked about how you know. Quincy Jones comes over and he's like, oh, yeah, come on in, come on in. What, did he strike you as, was he like just a lonely person or an introvert or what? Because Well, you know, there were times where he was very introverted. <clears throat> There's no question about it. I mean, Eddie, 
which sometimes like, you know, he, he'd surround himself with one or two friends and uh, his assistant, Maddie. Uh, those guys, you know, were kind of who he hung out with. But, you know, once he got to know you, he was a really, uh, you know, cool, generous guy. Like when I was shooting there at 5150 for MTV, after the, the shoot was done, he wanted me to stay there and, and I just hung out with him. What blew me away when I went into the studio, now there's a process in when you're finishing an album. I mean, you record an album, all right, and produce it, then it's mixed, and the last thing you do is master a record, you yeah. know? And so, Eddie was such a, uh, it, he literally was so intense about detail that I was blown away one day. He had a stack, he had mastered a Van Halen album like 20 times. Like, meaning changing the tone and everything just to make sure it sounded exactly what he wanted. I go, Eddie, I go, you, you mastered it all those times? He goes, yeah, man. He goes, I, you know, I just, so he was incredible in that way. I got a great story, too, about, you know, when I was there at the studio, um, you guys will love this one, too. Right. Just so it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Um, well, I mean, it, what happened was the guy who was producing one of my shows was a huge Van Halen fan. He was a, uh, he had fought in, uh, at Desert Storm. He had also been a medic at the first Desert Storm. And he had a homemade Van Halen VH tattoo on his arm. He, you know, Eddie is his hero. And so Eddie's like, let's go out to dinner. And we go out to the Thai restaurant out here in Los Angeles in Little Canyon. And um, we're sitting there, and uh, I, I embarrass my friend, and I'm going, go ahead, show him the tattoo. And he goes, oh, come on. I'm like, Show him your arm. And he pulls that, shows the tattoo. And he's like, oh, man, that's great. And so my friend's talking about how he wants to get engaged to his girlfriend. And they're both producers at MTV. And um, so I just happened to say, hey, wouldn't it be cool if you guys got uh, engaged on stage at a Van Halen concert? <sighs> and he looks at me and goes, we'll do it. Of course. <laughs> Of course he did. You know what? I am now reminded why I never want to talk to Matt Pinfield ever again. He has a story for, for everything. everything. And uh, on his Twitter, on his Twitter from last from yesterday, there is a photo of your buddy and his and his new fiance and Eddie and you on stage uh, uh, at this moment. What an incredible story. Wow. Yeah, Madison Square Garden. And you know what's so funny is uh, my Austin, the guy who was, who was asking this, who's now, they're still married. They've got three kids out here doing, you know, he's still producing television. But the thing was, she was thought she was going in to watch me sing backup on Jump. <laughs> Literally at Madison Square Garden. And so we, we're all there on the side of the stage now. It's in between this regular set and the encore. I walk out on stage at Madison Square Garden. Crowd's cheering. And I say, hey, my producer of my show, it's been his dream always to go on stage with Van Halen. And we're going to make that happen tonight. And then he, I hand him the microphone. He gets on stage and he goes, yes, it's always been my dream to be on stage with Van Halen, but I have something more important to do tonight. And so what he does, then Michael Anthony and Eddie Van Halen pull her up on stage. Oh. And, um, and then he drops to his knees and proposes Oh. And she says yes, and the crowd goes crazy, <laughs> and uh, then they go into jump. <laughs> it was just, oh. uh, 
an incredible moment. And, you know? and what do you um, get some, that couple for a wedding gift? Oh, that's cute. Uh, they played jump for us uh, yeah. when he proposed. Thank you for the tea set, though. That's nice. Thank you, Uncle Stan. Oh, it was, it was, that's great. Yeah, can you imagine? All I remember is uh, the wedding was in Buffalo, New York, because that's where she was from. And I know I uh, slept with one of the bridesmaids while I was up there. Yes! I think, uh, yes! Wedding, actually. Yeah. Just, you know, that night. So it was you know, the wedding. I, I, got my, I got my return on it. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Matt, so, could you at least um, say if it was one of the ugly bridesmaids? For God's sake, man. No, no, she was certainly not ugly. Of course. You're, you're killing course. us. Of course. You're killing us. No, and it was funny. And it was funny because, you know, we... The, earlier that day, I remember, you know, we were on the go where they made the uh, original buffalo wings. So it was in Buffalo, a place <laughs> called the Anchor Bar. I'm like, we got to go have the original buffalo wings, of course. Yeah. So I've got funny, but I've got, there's one other story I want to share with you that nobody knows. And I told this story on the radio in Los Angeles yesterday. Because, you know, and this is a crazy story. And because, bottom line is, because of this story, there may never have been an Apple computer, an iPod, uh, there, and there may never have been a uh, fourth Van Halen album. Uh, and the reason that is, is because after Van Halen played the Us Festival, legendary Us Festival there in California, Southern California, uh, late that night, these guys were partying, and they decided to steal one of the big golf carts. And it was one of the large ones, as you could say. Not six people on it. I mean, not comfortably, but you can say six people. <laughs> yeah. So Eddie decides he, he's going to drive this golf cart, and everybody's pretty wasted, right? So Eddie's on it, and a guy named Steve Jobs, oh. <laughs> and, and and one of Eddie's friends, Earl, and and three three girls that they met back, you know, backstage there, and they, so they're like, let's go out on a golf cart. Then he starts going in circles and spinning around in what's basically kind of a dust bowl, right? And eventually, he flips the cart. So they flip the cart. All six of them go flying out of the cart. Uh, luckily, he didn't break his hand, so you know, he still could play guitar or his fingers. Steve Jobs was fine, brushed it off. So now you still have your Apple computers, right? No. And uh, for <laughs> them, none of the girls were hurt. Is that oh, a crazy story? Yeah. What's that? That Us Festival Steve. was financed by, wasn't it Steve Wozniak who put up all the money for that? Yes, it was. It was. Yeah, so, so they were all hanging out. But, yeah. So that's why. But it's, the story is, that's a story you won't find in the Steve Jobs book or documentary. No. That he liked to party. <laughs> he definitely liked to party. <laughs> That's awesome, Matt. Um, it's, uh, did you? Pull, are you on your way into work? Because it sounds like you're... Um, in a little while. Okay. In a little while. All right. Uh, not, not yet, but um, you know, I just—it's um, crazy stuff. I mean, I—you know—I miss Eddie. He was again. He was a very, very sweet guy. The thing about Eddie was, you know, no matter how he was struggling with some of the things he was going through, and it was no secret that he struggled with alcoholism and addiction. But he, he. Um, He's doing really well, and he's a good spirits all the way up until he passed away. That's good. Um, and I, I, I just want to tell you both, one of my favorite moments of, of shooting one of the shows I did with Eddie was this, on that show, Matt Rock. Mm-hmm. We opened the show where, and Eddie, this was Eddie's idea, actually, too, because, so it opens, and it's, I've got Eddie Van Halen's guitar around my neck it, with a strap. My hands are behind my back. 
Eddie's behind me where you can't see him, playing the guitar, ripping eruption. Okay? And I and I I've got sunglasses on and a cigarette in my mouth and I'm like moving my head like me like I'm really getting into it and it's not the force and it's not me at all. And then all of a sudden Eddie pops up from behind me and goes, Pretty good, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my and that's God, how you open one great. of these shows. Have you heard the story yeah. about uh, the? Uh, and we we want to somehow get this tape to Wolfie. He told us the story of Wolfie and Valerie's Christmas gift to Eddie, and it was a necklace. And Valerie tried to discourage. No, no, no. And Wolfie's telling his dad, "No, Daddy, I love it." He's retelling us this story, and Wolfie was how old? 10, 12. 12 years old. So we'll get that to you. If you if you can get it to somebody, just so that Wolfie can hear that story. He told us the whole thing. I'll get it to him. Okay. Like, yeah, he's probably having lunch with Wolfie today. Yeah, that's right. i got to yeah. pick him up here right. just a minute as soon as I hang up with you Wolfie's guys. Wolfie's his Uber driver. Well, listen, Matt. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, the last thing I should tell you guys is uh, that you'll really love is You know, John McDarrell, uh, uh, Pantera, was a big, big Eddie fan. Oh. And... Um, do you know that when they had the funeral, that Eddie went up to the casket and Dave put the guitar that Dimebag Darrell loved of Eddie's, his original guitar, in his arm. The, the Bumblebee yeah. one. The Bumblebee guitar, correct? Yeah. You, I, yeah. I had heard that, that story, is, and I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. I never knew if it was true. Who's going to doubt it? it? So now you have confirmed no, but it. It's absolutely true because I there were a bunch of people there that I knew. And, uh, you know, Eddie and uh, Zach Wilde were pretty drunk that night on stage. No! Uh, when they played, though. <laughs> and, yeah, and it, was, and it was funny because they almost got in a fight. Mike Inez was like, Jerry can't show up from the house. He was like, Mike, Mike, don't let these guys fight. He goes, look, you know, I, I, you want me, I'm, a little, I'm a small guy. I'm going to get in the middle of that. And then he, and, uh, he eventually, they figure it out and they stop fighting. But, they, you know, they say they were fighting almost. They agreed upon it. Like, they were making the same point. And, and yet, you know how sometimes when people are drunk, they're like, they fight anyway? Yeah. <laughs> it was ridiculous. But um, <sighs> anyway, uh, no, it, it worked out. Nobody got beat up because, uh, you know, Zach is a big guy. It would have been a rough rough one for Eddie. But, you know, Zach posted that he, <laughs> that he loved him. Uh, yeah. was one of the many people that posted how much he loved Eddie. Uh, Guys, uh, and, you know, I appreciate you, 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 know, you having me on this morning. It's, no, it's, we uh, appreciate you taking the time. We someday knew. we were going we're gonna to talk to you about someone you do not have a story about, and then we, were, we are ending our yeah, friendship. It's over, Matt. We're done uh, talking to you at that point. <laughs> I, know, but, <laughs> I tell you if, you, if you love hearing Matt tell a story, and God bless it, we do, uh, you got to check out his book, Naturally, uh, but also uh, Flashback Radio. You can uh, contact on Facebook, uh, it's a great show that Matt hosts, and uh, it is just uh, chock full of these very same stories. And Matt's perspective on things and his ability to tell a story is unmatched. And I hate you for it, but <laughs> well, I wish you continued success. The, the last time you talked to us, no, you're you like, guys, I, I so, go ahead. I know. I, I so appreciate. It. You know, I I just also tell you, I just uh, recorded a thing with Ozzy and uh, Sharon, Ozzy Osbourne for the 40th anniversary. of I of the Blizzard of Oz album. Yeah, and he told you. me some great, great stories. About now you're just making yourself Gary. sound big. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, like, no, he is, he, Ozzy's parents and Randy Rhodes, when he was, when Randy Rhodes was still alive, of course, the guitar player, he told me stories about how they were staying in an apartment over a studio for a while while they were in, in London. 
And then people would come out of the pubs and they would throw food at them out the window when people in the pubs were closing. Just sitting there throwing food at people. I'm like, <laughs> that's what they were doing for fun. And you can't, of course, you can imagine Ozzy throwing food. At of course he is. Of it's course. unbelievable. Well, but uh, it's a, it's great. He's doing. He's uh, just so his fans know that he's actually doing pretty well. You know, he's been recovering for 18 months from uh, that surgery. Yeah. He and Tony Iommi from Black Sabbath, uh, he told me, are closer than they've ever been in their life. Oh, that's good. Tony's huh? been checking in on him every day, and um, and Ozzy's just uh, in good spirits. Everybody knows that, you know, he's been diagnosed with Parkinson's, but he's he was he was razor sharp. I gotta I gotta let everybody know that. Good he's deal. Well. well, you just you did know? your entire show with us. So you wow. might as well. We'll send the tape <laughs> to your producer. You can go back home and go to bed if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, uh, Matt Pittenfield. Thanks so much for chatting yeah. with us. Can man. you hang on one second? Our producer needs to give you some info. Okay, Matt. Hang on, hang on you one guys, second. Great talking to you guys. Good talking to you, Matt. Hey, Thank you. Now, guys. All right, see ya. Have a great day, guys. You do the Thank same. <laughs> I hate that guy. So anyway, oh. right? Now wait, wait, one more story. So Ozzy says 